Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Montana State men's basketball schedule is in full effect. And today we zero in on the Denver Broncos. It is two telling the one is on 1029 ESPN radio and around the state on SWX Montana television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you here on this Wednesday afternoon. Glad to uh, be on board on what is a very nice day. This is what I'm talking about, Colt. I don't know. It's summer. It's going to be summer. We got some more warm weather, but it is a little bit just hedging towards fall to me out mm. there. And that makes me very, very happy. Just, just, just to let you know. I don't want to get it. I'm not trying to push this thing along too quickly, but I'm very happy. It's hard to know if the real thing or if the anticipation of the thing is the better. And in either case, it's all good. Uh, we are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us on the World Wide Web. Perhaps you've heard of it. Perhaps you own something that accesses it. Get into the tubes and find the things on the interwebs. 1029ESPN.com. That's where you go to find our website. There you can. Listen to the stream. The stream's available all the time at the uh, Listen Live tab at the website. Thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call 329-1899, that's the phone number, 329-1899. The phone number, all guests join us via the Raggage Brothers RV phone line. We are going to talk about Carson Wentz through the lens of Dak Prescott and just broadly 
how much can the market bear at quarterback in the NFL? We'll get into some of that stuff. It is, boys and girls, hello, a Wednesday. We got wings for you from the Desperado Sports Tavern. Uh, we have basketball trivia. My trivia is basketball as it pertains to shoe brands and signing shoes and famous players to have signed with shoe brands. Colter, mm. what, is your, what is your trivia about today? NBA history is about all-time individual statistical leaders. Mm, that's a good I'll one. even tell you. It's just it's just assists, points, and rebounds. Just think of that. Think of the all-time leaders in assists, points, and rebounds in a career. Okay. During your NBA career. Should be easy. Well, should be and are two different things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, also uh, have been, uh, first of all, Montana State men's basketball schedule came out. I got that in my hot little hand right here, so we'll go through this. A very interesting, uh, you know, the first year head coach uh, in Danny Sprinkle. What's he going to be able to put together kind of on the fly of a, uh, you know, a schedule uh, for his team? You know, one that, that kind of checks all the boxes of, 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 of good competition, of seeing where you're at, of maybe getting some wins in there and all that kind of stuff. And uh, a very interesting schedule. Going to be some good games played in Bozeman uh, on this uh, schedule here. So we'll go through uh, all that stuff uh, with you as well. And uh, as we continue, Counting down to uh, the regular season, we want to uh, hone in on some teams uh, in the NFL, some regionally, uh, regionally uh, uh, you know, interesting teams, teams that have big followings in the state of Montana. And uh, yesterday we talked about the Seahawks. I felt like we did not give the Seahawks their due because we were too busy bickering about other things, which is uh, the kind of the way it goes. But today we, we may get back to the Seahawks here uh, at some point, but we will do the Denver Broncos today. Uh, shout out to Chris Tutel, big Broncos fan. My grandfather, my dad, the the Tutel male lineage Broncos fans, and I. Uh, you know, I think there is uh, there's multiple levels of disappointment with me as a son, uh, and one of those certainly will be the fact that I have uh, shirked the love of the Broncos for the Green Bay Packers. Of course, I will say, um, in order to remain in the family, it was much more important for me to be a Packer fan than a Bronco fan. You know, mom like. Dad's mad at you, you know, par for the course. Mom's mad at you, you may not have a dinner or a bed to sleep in. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of how it goes. <clears throat> so uh, we, will, uh, we will get into that today as well. We'll see what other grab baggy stuff we can find uh, to, uh, to get to. How you doing, Colt? Are you feeling good? Are you having a good day over there? Feeling good. Sweated it out again this morning. Sweat shops oh, treat me good. Look at you doing the thing, and uh, yeah. and uh, you hung out with our our mutual friend Alejandro today. Shout out, Alejandro. I did shout out Alejandro if he's uh, if he's listening. Yeah, I mean he's got the greatest office in all of Mozilla. Is it his house? No, he's oh. got an office right on Front Street that looks right over Dragon's Hollow and the river mm. on the third floor. Mm. So it's just like because it gets to the clock tower, the, the bridge, everything. The third floor. I mean, that is the tallest building in Missouri, <laughs> right? Pretty close. Um, the uh, uh, other thing we want to mention is it's Wednesday. That makes tomorrow Thursday. That means tomorrow. Coulter and I are continuing our summer tour of the city of Missoula. We're going to be at Paradise Falls tomorrow afternoon from 4 to 6. We're giving away tickets again to the Grizzly Oregon Duck football game. We got 100 bucks worth of free beer for you to drink down there at Paradise Falls starting at 4 o'clock. So come down, hang out with us. You're on the south side of town. Uh, maybe your commute heads down the Bitterroot. Maybe your commute comes up from the Bitterroot. Maybe you're you know working down there and coming back into town. Whatever. Stop in. See us there at Paradise Falls uh, near the corner 
corner of uh, Brooks and Reserve Street. Get yourself a a, a nice cold Widmer Hefeweizen and uh, get yourself filled in. And if you haven't put it in yet, go down there uh, right now. You can go right now and uh, and uh, put your name in the box uh, for the tickets to go to the Grizzly Oregon Ducks football game. But we will be down there live from 4 to 6 tomorrow afternoon. These have been uh, a lot of fun. We were at Reds last week, Paradise Falls this week, and uh, this thing continues to just sort of uh, uh, grow, and uh, we continue to give tickets away to what's going to be a really awesome football game in uh, in Autzen Stadium in Eugene. So come down and, uh, and hang with us at that thing uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, there at uh, Paradise Falls. So, Coulter, uh, you said, hey, we got to talk about this Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz deal. And this kind of came out in the last, I don't know, 24, 30 hours or so about, you know, Carson Wentz, when he signed his deal, was a big deal. Uh, is it th- Was it $30 million, uh, a year, something like that, that he got? But 107 or something like that, the full contract. I mean, it's a big, big contract, and people question, well, you know, with Carson Wentz's health and the amount that he hasn't been available in two consecutive postseasons that he has not been able to play in, which makes his total postseasons played in still zero. Uh, you know, what is it? What does he have? What is, you know, is he worth all this money? And then somebody comes out and says, no, 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 no. The Eagles got wind that Dak Prescott was going to break the bank, and they said, we are not allowing Dak Prescott to set the bar for our guy, who we clearly think is better than Dak Prescott. Now, we'll get into whether Dak Prescott, you know, who is the better of these two quarterbacks. <laughs> is that even a thing? It is if you're Will Kane. I mean. And so, so no, no, no. I want to bring this up, though, because I want to show just just the revolting nature of some commentary that gets out there. And I look. Will Kane, people like and people don't. I like Will Kane. I got no problem with Will Kane. I understand, like, I, I, I like Will Kane. And if he wants to be a Cowboys honk on some of this stuff, that's fine. But I can bring you all the what 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 is what does Samuel Clemens say? There's lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? I mean, you mm. can get the numbers to say whatever you want them to say. So we'll go through the numbers that Will Kane will offer us to show us why Dak Prescott deserves every penny, if not more, than, than Carson Wentz, and then we will laugh at the foolhardiness of that assertion. But in any case, Coulter, kind of break, you know, set the foundation of this story, and then let's get into, you know, we've talked about paying quarterbacks, but the way that this sort of works and the 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 hide-and-seek that kind of happens team to team about how they're going to go about it how and pay the quarterback and also it at what point is it just going to be you know that 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 it will have as you say break the nfl where you will have to invest so much money to have a quarterback that it will literally be impossible to field a team of substance elsewhere yeah i mean that's i've been talking about what this effect is going to have because so first of all, let's start with this Dak Prescott Carson Wentz scenario. Basically, somebody from Dak Prescott's camp leaked to somebody in the NFL who told somebody from the Eagles. I mean, this is kind of how all leaks in pro sports, especially in the NFL, everybody in the NFL talks to each other, especially about this contract sort of stuff. And they leaked that Dak Prescott, his number was $37 million. That's what he was going to demand for an annual salary. This is before Carson Wentz had re-signed. And so the Eagles scrambled and basically put together a really a lot of people thought it was a hasty contract given just kind of the uncertainty around Carson Wentz because you have a guy who was perhaps the MVP his second year in the league if he wouldn't have gotten hurt but then your team rides the momentum of a whole bunch of other things including his backup Nick Foles all the way to the Super Bowl title so then it becomes questionable okay is Carson Wentz expendable or not I mean we just want a Super Bowl without him so where are we at with him? I don't know. And then 
you still have the injury looming over your, your head, and then there's all this stuff about his leadership and him in the locker room. But, but aside from all of that, the Eagles scrambled quickly. And there was no – from the outside looking in, we were – it just seemed like, oh, they're just signing their franchise guy. But that was a quick process, and I wonder why they were had the confidence to do that, given all the question marks that surround Carson Wentz. And it ended up being a four-year, $128 million contract. It works out to be about $32 million annually, $67 million guaranteed, $17 million signing bonus. So Carson Wentz got a lot of money. And, I mean, he's the number two overall pick. And, again, he was likely the MVP before he got hurt in his second year in the league. So it's not as if this, this is a huge reach. It's not like you're giving Blake Bortles 130 mil. You know, it's not like you're even giving a guy like Matt Ryan on the other side of his career this kind of money. I mean, it's it, Carson Wentz is one of the six guys in the league that deserves this kind of money. He is just based on his ability now and his continued elevated ceiling. But when you hear that the Eagles heard that Dak Prescott was going to ask for 37 million. Now it shows you that this was an incredibly smart move because the thing we, that we're learning now about the NFL is that when you're a quarterback who has any sort of resume, you're going to get paid. And if you're playing for the Dallas Cowboys, you got a guy. I mean, Jerry Jones likes his guys more than any other owner in the league likes his guys. And Jerry Jones can figure out how to pay his guys. And I, th- I get the indication that Jerry Jones loves Dak Prescott. And I would not be surprised if Jerry Jones is crazy enough to give Dak Prescott $37 million. But if he, if and when he does, then just think of the quarterbacks that – are in the league right now that are on their rookie contracts. I mean, if Dak Prescott's worth $37 million, Baker Mayfield's worth 50. If, 50. Dak, if Dak Prescott's worth $37 million, Patrick Mahomes worth 65. I mean, Patrick, I mean Patrick, Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, though, I mean, would you not say that Patrick Mahomes is nearly twice the prospect of Dak Prescott right now? He's 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 ten times. I, that's what I'm saying. He, I mean, he just had the greatest you, season. He just. I mean, if, I mean, you, if you just if you just straight one to one map. Whatever, man. If you throw if you throw fifty one touchdowns in your second year, then you're getting all the money that there is to make. I mean, it's you his are getting first year in his, right in his actual first year as a starter. Yes, you you set. Did he set the NFL record this year? Did he break Peyton Manning's record, or was he he's the second guy to ever second, throw fifty? Second guy to throw fifty. But he he broke Marino's previous yeah. record, and he but he didn't quite get to Peyton Manning. Yeah. He has some time. Whatever, man. That season was ridiculous. I mean, Patrick Mahomes took the NFL by storm like almost no one has taken any pro sport by storm in a long time. And yep. so, therefore, again, Dak Prescott's fine. I think Dak, I think Dak Prescott's tough. I think he's got good leadership skills. And I actually think he's a really good fit for what the Cowboys want. And I always thought Dak Prescott was a little bit underrated coming out of, of college, too. All that you said. And I both did. Right. But, but again... Dak Prescott's just a middle-of-the-league quarterback. He doesn't have that much of a ceiling. He's as good. Dak Prescott's best season is as good as Dak Prescott's going to be, which is good enough for you to go 13-3, and three, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Drew Brees. He's not even Carson Wentz. And so I just think that if he gets that, it's going to fundamentally alter the entire landscape of the league. I mean, yes and no. I I I just cannot I just can't continue to comprehend how just in virtue of being the most recent guy to get a new contract you are also thereby entitled to being the highest paid guy just period yet this is this is the way it goes and I understand why contracts continue to increase that is obvious enough with the revenue and 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 
uh, every year. The the total salary is increased, so I get all of that. But yes, and the value of the franchise is increased. Sure, sure, sure. But I mean, just in terms of what the payroll is, it is as a matter of fact more every single year by some number. The difference is the percentage of increase, particularly at quarterback, is outstripping the percentage of increase of the actual salary by double, triple, quadruple year after year. And obviously, at some point, the parabola arc that is increasing for quarterbacks is significantly steeper than that which is increasing for the payroll in general. And at some point, it becomes unsustainable, a.k.a. breaks the league. I mean, the league won't break. It will simply reset. It's just like any sort of economic system. It, it, but it's going It's going to ironically devalue the position of quarterback because so many guys are not going to have the players around that you're going to, you're going to do what the trend is. And that's to invest in your quarterback. But the more that every team in the league does that, the more, the less resources they have, unless they move the cap tremendously up. You know what I'm saying? Like as soon as, as soon as a middle of the road team invests in the quarterback on this sliding scale, now they, they instead of actually getting better because you just invested in your franchise quarterback, you got the same and or worse because you can't buy anybody to put around right, him. The Packers are the that's the Packers are the perfect example. Well, they're not the perfect example. They have been mismanaged brutally in the last <laughs> half decade. Period. It's it's actually insane. It, it's it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. So this is the Packers are actually a bad example of this. They're a good example of what not to do if you are trying to run an NFL franchise. They're not a good example of what we're talking about. But there are there will be good examples of that out there. But again, that will be the market reset. That's not that's not it does it's not going to devalue the quarterback. I mean it, the, the quarterbacks will get paid less fundamentally. So if you want to say that that's devaluing it, it's overvalued already. And it will become more overvalued. And then at some point, it will become more in line with its true value because you will realize you know, that what you're able to get at quarterback relative to the other positions financially. Right. But it, 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 this, this could march towards a labor stoppage. Unless they adjust the cap, because when you're okay, so the cap has continued to go up incrementally, but quarterback salaries are are almost doubling over the last five years. I mean, there was there was no player in the NFL making more than twenty million dollars six years ago. No, no player. Now there's like nineteen starting quarterbacks that are making that. So when you when you have a cap that's slid slid up to say one hundred and ten million, and now thirty five. I mean, this year's Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers are all going to make thirty three and a half million dollars. The percentage of that. It has to become proportional. You have to raise the cap by the, – the cap raises between 3 and 5% every year. You have to just bite the bullet and make the cap raise 20% because if you let one player get one-third of the cap, now if this matriculates all the way down to now every single quarterback, say, say all of a sudden to be a starting quarterback no, – I, mean, I understand. Right, if, if you're, say, say it gets to the point where – the worst starting quarterback in the league is making $22 million because Patrick Mahomes is making $60 million. Then that means if the cap stays the same, everybody else to be able to fill out a 53-man roster is going to have to be making $1 million or less. And if that happens, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. No. Because if it did happen, the rest of the players would just strike. What would happen in that moment is not, is not any of that. What would happen in that moment is you will find a quarterback who will work for you for $10 million and he will be the worst quarterback in the league, and it will be fine because you will have the best player at every other position, <laughs> and you will wreck the league that way. 
and that then will become the copycat way to go. And so here's could be interesting. Let me tell you what's going to happen, Colter. Here's what would happen if this continues sort of unchecked by this what's going to happen is Dak Prescott's going to be paid 37 million dollars because his owner loves him very much you know his the, the Jerry Jones loves his players or whatever and and you know says this is my guy he's going to do it and will not acknowledge the fact that he's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL but then what will happen is when the 13th best quarterback in the NFL goes in and demands $41 million from a more, shall we say, financially minded, uh, you know, team owner. And they go, well, no, we will not pay you that. And he'll go, okay, well, then I'm going to go to free agency. And they will say, thank you for your services. Have a nice day. They will draft a new quarterback. But then that quarterback will be on the market, the 13th best. And no one will pay him $41 million. And he, at some point, will have to accept not this, not just less than $41 million, less than the $37 million that's already been paid to a quarterback that's worse than him because no one is going to accept the fact that, or actually everybody will accept the fact that Dak Prescott, if this is the example, has been grossly overpaid. And so that is one way that this can reset, not just, oh, yes, we're just going to keep blank check writing in virtue of that's what the, the quote market is, because it's not what the market is. At some point, some owner is going to say, well, no, we don't believe in this market. Some general manager, we don't accept this market. We are going to do this differently. And then it can. And if they're successful, that's the other key. You've got to win. And if you can, then you're then then that will reset the market, quote unquote, naturally. Except for what do we know to be true? That by and large, the trends that you are talking about will occur, but someone just won't abide by the trends. Some idiot will give a terrible quarterback a ridiculous deal. I mean, the Mets are still paying Bobby Bonilla. Terry Rozier got a $75 million contract from the Charlotte Bobcats. The Charlotte Bobcats think they're going to upgrade with Terry Rozier. Aren't they the Hornets? Whatever they are, they're so irrelevant, I don't even know what their mascot is. Come on. Okay, Uh, regardless, all I'm saying is the bad contracts have never stopped flowing in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, 86 mil. I mean, somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to do it. And there's always going to be a team, just like the Vikings were last year, that think, man, we are one piece away. If we could just get a, a good quarterback, and they'll go pay an Andy Dalton level guy, like he's Drew Brees. Okay, but, but a team deciding to do that is fine. But what happens when you have two or three of these guys on the market? You know what I mean? Like the presumption that they'll just go out and do that or say no. We Coulter, some people like the Clark Fork. Some people like the Flat Hood, the Bitterroot. My favorite river has always been Blackfoot. We finally agree on something. Me too. I love Thibodeau Falls. I love Rainbows End. I love the Blackfoot River. You know, if a company was smart, they'd just name themselves Blackfoot. By God, look at the geniuses over here at Blackfoot. They've gone and they've done it, and now guess what? They're working around the clock and around the state to lay hundreds of miles of fiber optic cables to increase hugely the the efficiency and the speed of communication across the state of Montana. It's pretty likely you already know Blackfoot as a local partner for internet, voice, professional services. Anything you need to fuel your growing business. But like you said, they're building hundreds and hundreds of miles of cable across Montana. And right now, they're expanding their fiber network into Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and other regions. Find out more about what Blackfoot does. Give them a call 
866-541-5000 or go to goblackfoot.com. That's goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link here on the Podbean site or if you're listening in elsewhere, just copy the URL, drop it in there, goblackfoot.com. We'll either draft somebody or take our chances with a rookie or take our chances with a second-year guy and take that contract over who's still on a rookie contract and pay everybody else and see what happens there. I mean, you don't need it to happen absolutely everywhere. Really, all you need is one counterexample. You need one team. You don't need one dumb team to say yes. You need one smart team to say no. And that will happen at some point if this keeps going on. Now, we are staring a labor stoppage square in the face with the CBA. But it, it doesn't have, honestly, that much to do with this, what we're talking about. It has to do with a whole bunch of other things from concussions. It does have to do with total salary. Absolutely. And, total it, salary and you want to know what it has to, to do with? The summer we just experienced in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is dumb. That is dumb beyond words. You're right. But it's dumb beyond words. Uh, because but like when you these picked the wrong sport to be good at, if you wanted to get paid in a sport where you have fifty-one teammates, fifty-two teammates, it's I mean, true. That's, that's your. That's it's true. You. But but the fact of the matter is that the TV contract for the NFL and the value of the franchises are just exponentially greater than in the NBA. So if the NBA, I get the the proportionality of the roster. Here's the thing. There's been this this narrative in America for a really long time that has dissipated quite a bit in the last, I would say, 10 to 15 years because of the knowledge that we have now. But forever, oh, those greedy athletes. Sign That's all you heard. Yeah. Sign, I mean, Eric Dickerson, the greediest dude in the world. Why doesn't Eric Dickerson just sign? You know, they offered him $7 million. Why doesn't he just sign? And now I think that that's dissipated a little bit. But the irony of it all is that if you really talk about the proportionality of the industry and the you are working for a business and you are an asset for that business and you are making money, especially if you're a superstar in the NBA. What I'm getting at is that LeBron James is is grossly overpaid if you really think about it. Like LeBron James is worth a hundred million dollars a year to the Lakers. There's no question. And that it's the same situation. He's grossly underpaid. That's what I'm saying. He's grossly underpaid. Yeah, I think you said overpaid. No, he's grossly underpaid. Yes. LeBron James I mean, the superstars in the NBA, as much as this last three months was wild, and these guys are getting so much money, they're really worth that. They're worth more than that in terms of what they bring to their franchises. And I think that the NFL, especially quarterbacks, could have an argument for that. I mean, what what was Patrick Mahomes' season last year worth to the Chiefs? I mean, a quarter billion dollars in terms of the marketing and the exposure they got. I mean, he they had people from coast to coast talking about this dude Who's this? This phenom. I mean, it, it's. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be so fascinating to see how it all works out because I really do think that the NFL guys they have a legitimate argument when it comes to the concussion stuff, when it comes to the guaranteed money, and I do think that you know there is a lot of market share that you can talk about there. But when you look at the TV money combined with the amount of revenue these guys are bringing in, most of them are underpaid. When you really put it into proportion, I, I don't disagree with any of that. My only issue is just don't compare yourself to another sport because the, the sure. just analogies are completely there. If the, the guarantee, like if you want to say, hey, baseball gets 100% guaranteed money and it doesn't matter anything and that's what we want in this sport as well, that's fine. You should argue for that. But not because you like baseball, just because that's a better contract situation for you, particularly in one where you have a much higher. A physical risk to your well-being than they do in in any other sport. 
So that that I get, and the total, what the total, you know, effectively saying that 49% of the revenue is what's going to create the, uh, you know, the basis for what the salary cap is going to be in a given year. Uh, I mean, that's a fleecing. So what you're saying is your entire roster is worth less than half of what you get as an owner just from the revenue to say nothing of the, you know, the increasing value of of your asset, which is the team and so on and so forth. I mean, that's, that's, that is, that's insane. And by the way, it's not, I don't know that it's different in the NBA or in baseball for that matter. Uh, but if you want, you know, if you want something to change, if you want to make actual more money and see giant contracts, that's where you need to eat into it is to say it's fully guaranteed. And by the way, now 70% of the, and, of course, the owners will just simply not go for that because they want their billions, not their millions. And so, and this is, of course, where, you know, the construction workers and the radio guys and the, you know, truck drivers of the world just start to just go ballistic. Well, totally. But, like, know? at the same time, it's like you said, choose a different sport. It's like, well, professional athletes, not only are they not earning the piece of the pie that maybe they deserve, but also... Their in proportion to their skill over the average person is so far great, much greater. I mean, like the greatest construction guy in the world, the greatest radio talk show host, he's not that much better than the average guy. Yes, I am. LeBron James is so much better at basketball than any of the normal people on the earth. It's not even close. Yes, it is. It is a truly irreplaceable. I mean, this is the thing everybody's yelling at Ezekiel Elliott. And look, I got plenty of knocks for Ezekiel Elliott. But if you say, hey, the, the, every every person that calls in and goes, if I don't go to my job, I don't get a new contract or what else. Well, guess what? If you don't go to your job, there's somebody else that can do your job. <laughs> right. No one can do Ezekiel Elliott. You could have another running back back there for the, for the Cowboys. No one can do what Ezekiel Elliott can do as a quarterback or as a running back. Excuse me. And so that's just like – that's the that is the leverage that he has. He is literally the one and only guy that can do what he does. We'll get into some of this Will Kane stuff in a little bit, but I want to. I gotta. I gotta take us off the tracks a little bit because we do have to talk about this quickly. The the one guy that we have not spoken about in terms of the quarterbacks is the guy that has actually not been a part of this trend, has removed himself from this trend intentionally, and that's why he's got. One for the thumb and one for the index finger. Tom Brady's got six rings. A lot of it has to do with the fact that he has signed basically 16 to $18 million contracts for 10 years. He has been willing to be paid in the teens or even as low as, I think, 19th one year in terms of annual salary amongst quarterbacks, even though he's the GOAT. He just signed a two-year $35 million deal. So I have two-year, two $70 million deal, $35 million a year. So he will be the second-highest-paid quarterback in the NFL behind Russell Wilson in terms of annual salary. More than Aaron Rodgers, more than Ben Roethlisberger. Deservedly so. I mean, he just won his sixth Super Bowl. But I want to ask you this. First of all, what do you, do you read anything into, Brady, finally getting his chunk of the change? And... We've talked extensively. You and I have talked. You and I and Tucker Sargent have talked. Tucker Sargent and I have talked on this show about 
the longevity or lack thereof between the relationship between Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. There's been all sorts of stuff that's come out internally, and you know it, it is it is the Patriots to the T that they had the biggest offseason scandal in the league last year and then went and won the Super Bowl. That's the Patriots to the T. But it's my opinion that that relationship is wearing thin. I think that the TB12 stuff is is a dividing factor. I think that Rod, Robert Kraft has a, a person that he wants, and I, I think that that person is the quarterback, not the coach. But I also think that there could be a fracturing of the marriage at some point. So Tom Brady flipping his style and doing something completely different, as well as putting his house on the market within the same week. What do you think? What do you read into it? Nothing. 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 Less than nothing. Why would Brady be content to stack the roster with talent for 20 years and then not anymore? First of all, the roster the roster has not been stacked with talent for 20 years. Really? Yes, really. They, they've had more pretty good players than anybody in the league. That's the Patriots' model. They, That's right. Like, if you're playing video games, the Patriots got a bunch of 68 percenters. They got 30 guys ranked in the 80s, and they got one guy ranked 99. That's right. And they got one coach ranked 101. <laughs> pretty good point. Okay. First of all, before we, before we get on the look at the generosity of Tom Brady, when your wife... <laughs> Does 10 times what you do. Oh, yeah. You're already working for free. Oh, yeah. And then when you're getting double your salary for spritzing your Stetson. I mean, he plays football. Colton, he plays football for one reason. He loves it. Loves it. Does he? Yes. I think he loves winning. I think, okay. he lo- I think he loves proving people wrong. Okay, fine. But you, the avenue to do that is football. I mean, whatever the, whatever he loves, it is, it is he, whether it's the game or whether it's all of that stuff that you're talking about, that's why he does it. Because he makes, he, he's taking such great risk for all, for, I don't care if he's making $50 million. It's not even, it, it's, 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 it's not the top five things that are income for he and his family. Okay. And so he is out there doing this because he wants to be out there doing this. So if he played for $0 or for $50 million, that is inconsequential to him playing. And the, quote, relationship between him and Belichick has been worn thin since Jimmy Garoppolo got drafted, if not before that. And so, but you know what? It doesn't matter. These relationships, there's nothing to know about them. Belichick's the coach. Brady's the player. It's the way it's always been. They can like each other or hate each other. Guess what? They're going to put a game plan together, and they're both better than anyone that they're going against every single Sunday. And so it doesn't matter if they like each other. It does not matter. I agree it doesn't matter if they like each other until there's a decision made to go one direction or the other. There is no decision to make. Brady will be out of the league in two years. You think? Who cares? I think that Tom Brady is such a narcissistic freak that that is the number one reason. It's the sole reason why he plays, why he wins, and I think he truly, I don't think Tom Brady thinks he is even close to done. Even close to done. What does it matter? 
What are you? What are you? I mean, what because do you think it, because happen? if Tom Brady continues to leverage the money that he's making now, if if he really is going to be a thirty five million dollar a year guy, now he does have a lot more say because now you can't have thirty no, he's eighty got, rankings. He's got no say because he's chosen not to have any say his whole career. Belichick is the GM. I understand, no, nobody's but nobody's going who's to craft, Who's craft like better? It doesn't matter. Who's his son? Who's his long forgotten son? It does not matter. Bob Kraft will never, ever get rid of Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick... What if Bill Belichick just walks away? What if he if, retires? If he retires, that's a whole different... What if he's tired of Tom Brady's antics? Think about how tired you get of people that you love. You love more than life itself, just from being around him all the time. Imagine how tired you would be of Tom Brady at this point. Not nearly as tired as you would be of walking away from the New England Patriots <laughs> and going, you know what, I can't deal with this anymore, and then not being in football. I mean that you, this is there is nothing to know here, nothing. Two tell Nuanas one zero two nine ESPN Radio three two nine one eight nine nine the phone number. It's time for a wing it Wednesday. We're going to come back to this quarterback stuff in the third segment. We'll tell you about Montana State's basketball schedule in the Sports Center, but we're we're coming back to this Dak. Carson Wentz and some contract stuff too. We got an eager caller out there. I've been getting texts. He wants to call and give us his two cents. Okay, well, you can call in in a minute or you can call in now and do some trivia. 329-1899. It's time for a wing it Wednesday. I got some questions for you about shoe contracts. Who got them? Who signed them? And with what companies? 329-1899. It will not be as hard as it sounds. Wing it Wednesday. Give away some Desperado Sports Tavern wings. The best wings in the city. It's a call. 329-1899 next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Best front man in history. Robert Plant. Got a lot of feedback on that segment, and they said that uh, we went awry. Yeah. Because we just opinionated way too much. It should have been an objective argument over who is actually the greatest front man, not who our favorites are. It's all a matter of taste, right? I mean, that, that there is no such thing as that separation. Um, no. I mean, I think that objectively Robert Plant has had a significantly larger impact on music than Zach De La Roca. Is that right or wrong? I don't know. But I think that it's unquestionable. Who's had a larger impact and who is the best front man are two very different questions. Utterly different. Utterly different. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway, Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. 
It is time for a Wing It Wednesday. We go to the phones. We welcome in Joe to the show. Joe, how are you? Oh, excuse me, Josh. Do we have Josh? Is that right? Yo, we, yeah, I mean, you can call me Joe if you want to. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's easier. It's one letter less. You know, I yeah. don't have to make the SH sound. Sometimes it gets hard. Uh, I Josh, know. Good to have you here, my man. Thanks for being with us. Uh, here's the deal. We got three questions for you today. If you get two of them right, you get yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city. If you get all three, we're going to give you a shirt as well. If you need help on any one of these, Coulter is your lifeline, all right? Oh, I like Coulter being my lifeline. That that actually will probably be helpful. Mm, Thank you, Josh. Josh listens to the that. show. Okay. We know he's a loyal listener if he, right. knows, if he knows the <laughs> landscape of this game. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, here we go, uh, Josh. Three questions for you. This is about NBA players and the shoe deals that they've signed. Uh, we're going to start with the present day. Despite not playing for the Charlotte Hornets, what famous brand did Zion Williamson sign with? Reportedly, it's seven-year, $75 million shoe deal. What brand did he sign with? Well, uh, it's Michael Jordan brand. I think it's is it Nike. That, no, Jordan Jordan brand is what we're going to go with. I do think it's like some there's some Nike tie to it, but he kind of yeah. bro- broke out on his own. But you are right. The Michael Jordan Michael brand Jordan is what brand. we're looking for. <laughs> Zion Williamson, a Jordan guy. Uh, all right, very good. Question number two for you. After Nike got his name wrong in their pitch to him, what shoe company did Steph Curry sign with in 2013? I mean, it's kind of pathetic that I know this, but it's under our <laughs> – I'm pretty sure it's Under Armour. It is Under Armour, and it's not pathetic. It's outstanding. You oh, are admired all around the state for this for this deep knowledge that you've got. And look at you, wings in the box for you, Josh. Very I'm just well done. Say this: Don't admire me for that. Just, you know, <laughs> please aspire to something greater. What's that's the whole it's basis of my knowledge. career? I mean, it's come useless. on. There, anyway, there's conspiracy. No. There's conspiracy theorists out there and people in the business that would say that the Kevin Durant to Golden State deal was incredibly heavily influenced by Nike saying we have to get Nike in Golden State so that Steph Curry, who is one of the biggest stars in the league, doesn't then have the spotlight in terms of the brand. Nike couldn't lose. If you lose Steph Curry, you can't then let Steph Curry dominate the entire West Coast. And so a lot of people think that Nike had a huge influence on getting Kevin Durant to Golden State. There's also a group of people who believe the world's flat. Uh, okay, question number three. <laughs> and alien ships. That's right, alien yeah. ships. I mean, I'm into yeah. the alien ships. That's fine. Oh, it's so much. The world my is round. I've been around it. I never came to the edge. Uh Third question for you. Uh, eventually, Kobe Bryant did sign with Nike, but it was not until after he played in the NBA for six years he signed a $48 million endorsement deal coming out of high school with what shoe company, John? I believe that's Adidas. Didn't even need you, Coulter. Three for three. Check all the boxes. Get that man a shirt. Get him his wings. Josh, you came in here and you nailed it. Very well done, man. You know, you know what I was really hoping for was the trivia on the assist. You know, on the uh, NBA career leaders. Well, but I appreciate the the shoe deal. You know, maybe may, uh, here's the thing. You, first of all, you couldn't have hardly done better than what you did. So I don't know if you want any <laughs> other trivia than that. And second of all, you know, 
in an hour from now, maybe you call back and you try and double dip. Hey, technically, oh, I like that. Technically, you're cut off for a month. You yeah, yeah. I don't right. think that's part of company policy. I'll go in every 30 days. Oh, yeah, jo- I think Josh. an hour from now, I'll be embroiled in a home project. So. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're buying a computer somehow, you can always go on our ESPN Facebook Oh, you guys will be playing in the background. Have no worry. Okay, and, and if you if you hear the answers and you know the answers and you just want to scream them, but you're doing your home project, you can always just message them in. And if you do get them right, I will make sure that people know that Josh was going to get these Josh NBA career <laughs> questions correct. Thank you. Um, Josh, very well. Hey, one more trivia question for you. Okay? Yeah, Because I think you might know this. What NFL football team does Brett Rippon play for? Ooh, I do know this. But I don't know that he plays for him yet. Has he made a roster? No, I, I mean, yeah, no, but he's made a roster technically yet. But he's I, on a I, roster. You know, he's on I'm fair. I thought it was the Broncos that it, drafted him. It is the Denver Broncos. Yeah. He's keeping up on the Rippin family, Josh. Yeah, you know, I love know. the Rippin family. You bet. Josh, excellent work, my man. Good work. We'll get you that stuff. Uh, we'll get you the wings and the shirt here. Uh, well, whenever you want them, they're waiting for you. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You, you have a great day. You too, bud. Josh. All right. We'll see you. Excellent work. Mark Rippon, Brett Rippon's father, deep Missoula ties. Yes. The, uh, his agent, Ken Sander, the late mm-hmm. Ken Sander, my next-door neighbor growing up. Yep. One of the great guys ever come out of Missoula. Uh, so, I mean, that when Mark Rippon won that Super Bowl title, and Kenny, we're talking about quarterback contracts that altered the league. When Mark Rippon got paid more than Dan Marino, that changed the face of the NFL. That was, that was I mean, that... That six million dollar contract back in the early nineties was huge because well, then then the Broncos because then John Elway became a free agent and the Broncos had to counter and John Elway became the first player in NFL history to get ten million dollars in a single season. Uh, when Dak Prescott makes more money than Aaron Rodgers, it's going to change the face of the league again. Exactly. Uh, by the way, uh, 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 I, I don't know. I've lost it. I had something good. Oh, here's what I was going to say. I don't know. I'm no scout. Okay, I, I, I take it just like everybody else takes it in terms of, you know, you listen into, you know, the, 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 the guys who, you know, do the projections and who they think is going to be a great quarterback and who isn't going to be a great quarterback and so forth and so on. All I know is this. Brett Rippon can rip it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that guy can spin a football. Oh, yeah. He's been spinning it since he's in high school. Yes. Where's so, he from? Shale Park, is that right? Yeah, and he went to, he was at Boise. Yeah, Boise, State, yeah. And and so, I, look, he got no fanfare, undrafted the whole thing. He's probably, you know, whether he actually makes the Denver Broncos team. I mean, they drafted Drew Locke. They got uh, uh, Hogan in there, which we'll talk about. Uh, 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 maybe he can't read a defense. Maybe he's got, maybe he's got a hitch in his giddy up and he can only do a four and a six step drop, not a five and a seven step drop. I don't know what the issues are, but if you want to talk to me about a guy who can throw a football, Brett Rippon can throw a dang football. So I I don't know what the, I don't know why he's not getting, you know, any sort of like, oh yeah, you know, a good talent. I got a trivia question for you, but one sec here. Josh, if you're still listening, call back and give Reese your information. Reese says that you hung up before you got to get your stuff. You yeah, got to get your wings, we, but we'll we'll we figure it out. We'll we figure. It. You're a loyal listener. We'll track you down. But either way, if you can, just give him a call back. Get the info. I got a question. I got a, a trivia question for you. This is good. Let's hear it. Brett Rippon is the only quarterback in the history of high school football in the state of Washington to throw for over 600 yards in a game. Wait, say that again now. Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon threw. He threw for 600. 13 yards in a college you know in a high school game okay which is the washington state record okay for any class okay but there's there one other guy has thrown for more than 580 through for 589 yards 
In the state of Washington. In the state of Washington. He now plays on the defensive line for the Montana State Bobcats. Who uh, is it? I was going to guess Casey Bauman. Nope. But no. Uh, is it Bryce Sterk? It is not. Who is it? Amandre Williams, their new buck end. Oh, really? He okay. is one of the great quarterbacks in the state of Washington, but he was also one of the top DN recruits in the country, and he ended up going to the University of Washington, and now he's at Montana State. Hmm. But if he, if he, <laughs> this is what's so funny, is that Jeff Choate did the Troy Anderson thing last year, the whole thing that's much chronicled. <laughs> and Troy Anderson was you know, just a, gr- a great athlete with, right. with great decision-making skills, playing quarterback when he was in high school and when he was in college. Yep. But, but Troy Anderson's not a quarterback. I mean, he's, he's... No. He was good at the Class A level in Montana. He's pretty good at But, the like, Armandre Williams is, uh, first of all, Pac-12 D end. Mm-hmm. But he's also... I mean, he wasn't throwing for 1,200 yards like Troy Anderson was. He threw for, like, 4,000 yards. All I'm saying is, if you think Jeff Choate was salivating over Troy Anderson, he's, I mean... They got Amandre Williams wearing a number so that he can play on offense, too. Let's see it. I, I just I think it's so fascinating because it's such a dichotomy, right? Like, Jeff Choate is so flexible, and he gets guys in a position to succeed a lot of times. But then also, he's got multiple guys on his roster that have played like six or seven different positions in college. Where else in the country is that happening? How are you going to get settled? How are you going to get better? I mean, maybe you I mean, Jacob Hadley's yeah. playing tight end now. The kid came in as a corner, was switched to safety before his first college game, then he's played Will linebacker, Sam linebacker, buck end, back to Sam. Now he's playing tight end. He should have just been playing receiver the whole time. Stu Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Colton wants to talk more about quarterback contracts. We also got some Montana State men's basketball schedule to get to. We'll see what we cover after this. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber, got to have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Scott Stapp. Two Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios. Chris Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at KurtzPolaris.com. Find us on Twitter at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN Radio. You That's think this Gus joke is ever going to die? I mean, the, the joke. <laughs> It's 
So no. Oh man, I don't. I don't. I get it. Look, man. Look at how many albums did Creed sell that record? I mean, okay. This is the thing, though. Like you guys 20, still like haven't. Million, you right? guys still haven't comprehended what my actual argument is. That song that we just played, "Arms Wide Open," all the songs that are the cliche, horrendous, nauseating, horrible Creed songs. Is that a bad Creed? Song? Those are from their second album. My only argument is that their first album is good. It's not like groundbreakingly phenomenal. It's good. Do I like Creed? No. Do I do agree with every single premise that you guys have for them? Absolutely. Do I think that that song is trash? Absolutely. Do I think that the misperception of Creed by the masses pinning them as a Christian band when they, in fact, entirely first album was about heroin use, I think is absolutely hilarious. I think it's a referendum on society. And I also think that then they sold out and tried to perpetuate their own narrative, and I think that is horrible, and I hate them for it, but it remains that I have and will listen to my own prison, the album, forever, because it is good. You know how much I admire you for this day? I can't tell you. 10 out of 10. <laughs> admire you. No one will go out on a limb like that to say that, and you have done it. All I'm saying is the list is Scott Stapp and Fred Durst. <laughs> why are you listening? To, is that why you Google Limp Bizkit? Yeah, Biscuit? I can't remember his name. I mean, okay, here's... To, 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 put, to put a bow on the take, gonna... to put a bow on on that take, yeah. Limp Biscuits albums, whole album catalog, are all significantly better than Creed's second two albums. They are. I mean, Limp Biscuits' first album is good. Hmm. It is good. Okay. And then they went rap rock and... And together now with Method Man, it's, yeah, that's it's, trash. It's, but it's, it's not even about the man; it's just about one guy, Fred. Uh, Got to sit next to Britney Spears at the MTV Music Video Awards. At that moment in time, that was one of the great wins in the history of mankind. No, no. Ah, you're so delusional. Believe me, I. If either of us has any record, I was in the sweet spot. I was in college at this time. Okay. So I am well aware of all of the things circulating in the world, okay, at this time. Yeah, but you were it's, watching TRL. It's too... Oh, yes. You were? Oh, are you, you kidding me? punk rock Gus Tuto? Bro. Don't no pigeonhole me like that. <laughs> Tuto and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, let's do this Montana State schedule. All right. And we'll come back to the, the quarterbacks because we're going to talk about the Denver Broncos here in about eight minutes from now. But it was, we were both interested to see what Danny Sprinkle would be able to come up with at Montana State, you know, having now been hired, first-year head coach. Uh, this is one of the things that certainly is, you know, privy to, knowledgeable about and all that, but this is one of the things that I think a lot of people don't consider that's a significant part of the job as a head coach of a men's basketball team that, you'd, that you've just never really done before. And not to say that he hasn't, you know, been part and parcel. I'm sure the whole staff is, you know, participatory at some level in some of this stuff. But, you know, the responsibility is on you to go put a schedule together and try and figure out how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. Uh, and uh, and it's a very interesting and I think a good schedule and a lot of like opponents for Montana State, whereas the University of Montana is playing up a whole bunch and down a whole bunch. Uh, they really have won the Grizzlies, won what you would call really like opponent in North Dakota. Right. Uh, this uh, is is 
Well, maybe one of the tournaments too, the Cal State. But um, this is a lot of like opponents and very interesting and some pretty notable teams going to Bozeman in the non-conference, which is really hard to do in the state of Montana. Yeah, I mean, Danny Sprinkle's team will be on the road. They open up at Utah State. They have a home game against Rocky Mountain College, and then they're on the road for a while. They're going to be uh, at the UNC Greensboro tournament, which also features Appalachian State and Tennessee Tech, as well as UNC Greensboro. Then they're at Grand Canyon in Phoenix, which is an intriguing matchup because Grand Canyon has a ton of resources. Dan Marley is the head coach. Thunder Dan is the head coach. Thunder Dan Marley. But they also are, it's it's a weird school. It's a, it's a for-profit institution in a gigantic city. Yeah, it's now, I guess it's now shifted into a non-profit, but it's a non-profit in the traditional sense, not non-profit the way that a, a traditional university or institution right. is. Like right. it's, a, it's run as a non-profit, but it is not to say that it is, a, strictly speaking, an academic institution. Right, and so when you have... Uh, probably pretty loose academic standards combined with the fact that you're in a, the WAC, which is not necessarily a prestigious academic league. And, and a huge endowment. A, a huge endowment, and you're in the fifth largest city in America. Right. In basketball, one player can change everything so rapidly. And so if you just go land, if I mean, if you're Dan Marley, who played in the NBA for 10-plus years, you just go land the best guy in Phoenix or one of the best guys in Phoenix, you could get a Pac-12 level player who can then take Grand Canyon into the stratosphere. Who knows? Who knows at the talent level? That's a good game, though. But then the Cats finally return home for some... Uh, then they play Colorado Christian, so it's going to be November 30th until they actually play a Division One school at home. Mm-hmm. That's a tough s- stretch. But Green Bay coming to, to Bozeman yeah. on uh, November 30th, South Dakota State in Bozeman on December 5th, and they finish out the non-conference at North Dakota State on December 16th and at Cal State Bakerfield on the 19th. Uh, to me, this is an interesting schedule because, like you say, there is some like opponents. There's also no money games. Uh, talking to Brian Fish over the last five years, Brian Fish always played a couple money games. The last couple of years, him and Leon Costello had an agreement that when he played money games, he could use some of that money to for charters, for charters and, things, yeah. and for his program. Not dissimilar to what Travis Secure has in his contract right now. But um, I also think that there was a couple moments that were uh, you know, when Brian Fish first took that job, he Brad Hughes had used such a junior college recruiting model. So Brian Fish tore it down, just recruited some high school kids. He sort of reverted to the junior college model in years two through five. But that first year, they kind of just tore it down, and they had just what they had. And they were not good. They were a 7-25 and 25 team. But they played a couple money games, including at Kentucky. And that was a game that was just it, – it's it's – I think that it doesn't matter how much you get paid. If you go if you go lose 85 to 30, it's just not good for the psyche of your program. Like, you can talk about the experience and stuff like that. All right, well, you got to go, like, compete. You can't just get smashed. I mean, they, they have, like, seven points with five minutes to go in the first half. I mean, it's, it's not good for your, your guys. So on that fact, you look at this Montana State schedule, they don't have a game where you look at it and you're like, man, they might get just get smoked. Utah State was intriguing because I thought Sam Merrill was one of the better players in college basketball last year. He lit the Cats up. That was their opener last year as well. And, you know, coming into that year, Tyler Hall's senior year, Harold Frey, you know, next step, all this, and they go out and they give up 107 and lose by 30. That wasn't good for anybody's psyche either. No. But, you know, there's, there's no real game on the schedule where you're like, man, they're going to get absolutely ripped. I mean, South Coast State's been a premier program, but they lose Mike Dom to the NBA. So I think that there's no game where you're like, man, you know, how are we going to even get out of this with any confidence at all? Uh, it remains to be seen if they're any good. And, you know, if, if they're not very good, that they could get t- taken to them by South Coast State and North Coast State. Who knows? But 
It's not like Indiana. It's not like playing at Assembly Hall. Yeah. It's not like playing at Rupp Arena. You know, it's not like playing at some of these venues that Brian Fish took his team to. So it'll be interesting to see how what sort of impact that has on a young team. A young team psyche. But specifically that three-game stretch that they do play at home from the 26th of November through the 5th of December. You know, Colorado Christian, I don't know. Fine, okay. But uh, South Dakota State is has been, you know, one of the best uh, mid-major or maybe low-major, depending on how you do the Summit League uh, schools in the country. And Wisconsin-Green Bay, people don't know maybe about Wisconsin-Green Bay, but this is a really good program. An right. outstanding basketball school. That's what they're about at Wisconsin-Green Bay. And, uh, and they've fielded a couple of tournament teams uh, over, you know, in, in recent memory. And so that's a, that's a really good team to get to come to your venue, you know, in, in, uh, in Bozeman. So, you know, that's, uh, that's good. But it is tough. I mean, and not that many games, honestly. I mean, if you talk about Utah State, you got, you know, that one, the Rocky Mountain, the, the the Colorado Christian game, but three games in that tournament. The fourth one at Grand Canyon on the road, and then you know two at home, North and then North Dakota State and Cal State Bakersfield, which again are really good games to get, but both road games. And then you know that's it for the non-conference, and you're off and running, uh, starting at home with Sacramento State on December 28th. So there you go, uh, uh, the uh, schedule now in place for Montana State heading into the 2019-2020 basketball season. So it's really interesting to compare and contrast considering Montana's play in this this powerhouse schedule that totally. includes three Pac twelves and but that's I think it's uh it's very indicative of the state of the programs. Mm-hmm. Quick break. Hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. We take a little bit of a dive into the Denver Broncos next. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game The Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 